<laughs> That's the turtle oh, fucking. Colin just came. It is. Oh. 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 We were at the zoo, and I swear to God, we the saw turtle. turtles fucking yeah, in the zoo. I'm not kidding. Uh, <laughs> the giant tortoises were fucking in the zoo, and then another giant tortoise came over, and he was like, doo, 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 was doo. he jerking it? No. He was oh. trying to get in on it. He was like trying to get his shell up on top of the other ones, and they were like, "Get off, Gary!" Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> Government lied to us. Government cover up. They were wearing black suits, black trench coats. They had no eyebrow figures on this craft in shiny uniforms. This thing was ten foot tall. Hey, yeah, beautiful hair. You don't lock anything up unless you're hiding something. Because they are evil, they are signs of Satanism. Many of them are phallic symbols. Who else in the low crowd say yeah? yeah? Hey guys, welcome to Caitlin's Conspiracy Corner, the podcast where we talk about our favorite conspiracies. And then our friend Mark, aka hey. Dr. Fart, comes in and fact checks everything we said and makes us feel bad about ourselves. I'm your host, Caitlin, and this is my co-host, Shannon. Oh, hey there. What's up? We also have our audio engineer, Zach. Hey, guys. What's up? He shares my fascination with conspiracies. And then we have Cullen, my husband, the resident naysayer. Hey, guys. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, this week we are doing... Oh, boy. Boy, the Kennedy assassination. Um, we're gonna in future podcasts, we have like different Kennedy conspiracies down the road. So, like, just get real ready to get hot and heavy with Kennedy. I think I've seen uh, that porno. <laughs> hot and heavy with Kennedy? Yeah. Hot and heavy with Kennedy? Yeah. Jenna Jameson was Marilyn Monroe. And- <laughs> I think Sasha Gray was Jackie O, and that's the extent of the two porn stars I know. Evan Stone was John F. Kennedy, and if you don't know, if you don't know who Evan Stone is, do yourself a favor, look him up. Beautiful. You don't even have to see his penis. If you've Just ever look at his watched face, any softcore porn in your life, then Evan Stone was in it with his big goofy gift. Gap tooth He's kind of like if you Ugh. take Fabio, but then like superimpose Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> face. Yeah, that is honestly exa- the best description I've ever heard. That's literally fucking shit. And he just sounds really dumb. He's yeah, got just like a really dumb. He voice. looks dumb too. What I am, I'm imagining that Evan Stone's like the only fan of this <laughs> podcast. Oh. <laughs> he just is sinking he lower just turns and lower it into off and <laughs> We love you, Evan. <laughs> Seriously, no, if I had the You're chance disgusting. to meet Evan Stone, I would I would hop on the chance to meet him. You would, you would hop, hop in his on lap. Evan Stone. <laughs> That's not what I said. I didn't say that. Nice. But the chance is what he calls his penis, though. So <laughs> well, you, I didn't would, know you would that. hop on the chance. <laughs> Anyway, um, one of our presidents was shot in the head. And honestly, after doing all this research, I'm not even entirely sure he's dead. This is is insane. Um, All right. So basically, there was so much chaos surrounding the infamous day, November 22nd, 1963. This was the day that John F. Kennedy uh, was in a motorcade in Dallas when he was shot and killed. I'm not even going to say by who at this point, because who knows? Um, my honestly, my general running theory right now 
is that this is very similar to the modern age of like Russian Twitter trolls. And if you haven't heard of anything about the uh, the Mexican uh, PRI government and their whole, I think it's PRI. I have to double check. But there's a party in Mexico that is basically hiring teens to fuck with the news. I feel like this is a very similar old timey version of that. There are so many stories out there, so it's really hard to get to the truth, but we're going to dive into some of these stories. Yes. Shannon is really diving in. Let me just say, she has... She has a PowerPoint presentation. She has a whole PowerPoint presentation and then some. It's We're going to get so nasty. Or she is. We're not going to. None of us have done any research. Shannon has been the only responsible one throughout this whole podcast this whole two episodes <laughs> of our podcast the entire existence the entire yes so like many many women before me um i am going to get nasty with john f kennedy hey, hey. <laughs> that was good i mean i mean he he did good for himself <laughs> um, all right so john oh. you dirty boy <laughs> I am so hot for JFK. Don't show me any really? videos of him I getting his I couldn't get past brains his voice, blown I don't out. Think. Oh, that voice was the best voice out there. <laughs> how could you not, even how could you not take that voice seriously? <laughs> Speaking of your country. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. He would say vagina with an ER at the end. Cause that's how vagina. Vagina. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Boston. That is hot. Mm. All right. So. Blow our minds. <laughs> well, so that's a little. Crazy. Watch that tone, <laughs> sir. Blow our minds. Come on. It's a little too soon. All right. So, John F. Kennedy Not was funny. assassinated in Dallas, Texas at around 12.30 p.m. on November 22nd, 1963. He was, yeah, riding in his presidential motorcade, which did not have, the, the top was down of his presidential limo, and we can get into that a little bit later. Um, the main players of this whole thing are, of course, John F. Kennedy, 34th, 35th president of the United States. 31st. 31st. <laughs> 35th president of the United States. He was um, in his third year of his presidency, and he was going to run for re-election. That's why he was in Texas in the first place. He didn't do too well where, uh, in Texas in the previous election. He was doing a big old fundraising campaign bid. That's the reason why he was there. He was giving a speech. Um, he was only he was only three years into his presidency oh, yeah. when he got shot. It was shot. his third year of his presidency, and oh. he was going to run for re-election. Um, he was 46 years old at the time, too, if anybody was wondering. Um, the next we, next we have uh, nice. Jackie Jackie Kennedy Onassis Jackie O. She's the first lady. Um, the th- uh, most significant things about her during that specific day is that she refused to leave the body, and um, she eventually did flo- uh, fly home to the White House with him in Air Force One. Um, she she would not leave the body, and uh, there was a lot of. Secret Service agents trying to keep as many people away from the body as possible. We're also going to get into that. Um, Lyndon B. Johnson was the vice president at the time. He became the 36th president uh, following this. He was sworn in following Kennedy's assassination. And then he was reelected in 64 for the 1965 to 1969 term. Uh, We have Lee Harvey Oswald. He's a 24-year-old former Marine. He defected to the Soviet Union for three years, was a known Marxist, 
communism. (laughs) Um, No, that is a big reason why in the year 1963 that he is a very obvious target to make you know the bad guy yeah he was no he's Marxist. like a goth kid in the 90s yeah kind of yeah yeah um fucking <laughs> fuck he was a trench coat wearing little goth kid yeah yeah um so he was yeah in the soviet union for three years he returned back to the united states with a russian wife um jack ruby is also very important in all this he was a dallas nightclub owner and that's where a lot of the mafia conspiracies come into play um, he shot and killed um, Leo Harvey Oswald as he was being transferred from police station, from local police to um, federal police, um, two days after Kennedy's assassination. So Oswald didn't really get any time to say anything. Jack Ruby was the Dallas nightclub owner who shot him as he was being transported. Um, John Connolly uh, was the governor of Texas at the time. He was sitting behind Kennedy in the limo. Um, and he was also shot, and he is where the whole magic bullet theory comes into play. And that is pretty easily disproved. There was no magic bullet. If they, if you could, yeah, we can get into that later. But the, he's the reason why the magic bullet was ever talked about. I'm sure you've heard of that. I have not. You've never heard of the magic nope. bullet? Okay, so the magic bullet basically, um, the way that Kennedy was shot, one of the bullets went through him. And then this uh, governor who was sitting in front of him was also hit. And the way people drew the trajectory of that bullet made it seem like after it went through Kennedy, it had to go at this really weird angle in order to hit him in the ways that it hit him. So they're thinking there could have been, that's where the grassy knoll um, angle came from. There might have been a second shooter other than Oswald because they're saying there's no way that the bullet could have curved that way if this governor was also hit and it passed through Kennedy. So the magic bullet is a bullet that... If only uh, if Oswald were the only shooter, it could not have possibly traveled this way. So many people believe there was a second shooter due to the trajectory ah. of this one bullet, thinking that a second shooter was aiming at Kennedy, missed, and hit the governor from another angle. Okay. You all might think I'm really stupid because my lack of knowledge on this, but let me just say that we were learning about it in high school uh, in whatever social studies class I was taking, and the teacher that I had had a really, like, strange accent, she, kind of like a Boston accent. <laughs> and she was, like, a old, like, just, a, like, a old sassy lady. Um, fuck, what was her name? Doesn't matter. Edit that part out. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she uh, she kept saying, like, grassy knoll, really weird. And my friend Amber was in the class and we just, every time she would say that we would laugh because she was saying grassy knoll so weird. So we just laughed the whole time and I don't remember anything about this. Do you remember how she pronounced it? Cause that's how I want us to pronounce it for the rest of the podcast. It's probably like oh, grassy Somebody knoll. was on a grassy knoll. <laughs> grassy knoll. Grass. That, that, no, 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 no. That's so much better. Yes. Grassy knoll. She, yeah, she was a okay. teacher. She golfed and she smoked cigars. She was like, <laughs> like her husband died. She probably fucking killed him. And maybe she killed Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Maybe she loved, she was hot for Kennedy. Well, she, she was, was on like, the grassy knoll. <laughs> Shit, that's so good. I'm gonna make my friend Amber listen to this. She's gonna flash But yeah, so the, uh, the grassy knoll theory came from this this magic bullet. Um, 
And yeah, the number of shots supposedly heard and things like that. Unless it bounced around JFK's rib cage and yeah. shot out the front of him. Basically, yeah, it went the way that people had originally um, planned the bullet's trajectory. It went through him and then like curved very severely in a way that a bullet would not curve. Um, and then John Connolly, the governor, who was also hit, he was shot through his shoulder and his wrist. So he and he was sitting pretty much directly in front of Kennedy. So basically the way that they you can Google magic bullet trajectory and they'll show you probably both of the versions of how it could have happened. Um, the next main player is Abraham Zapruder. He was a Dallas dressmaker who was filming the motorcade with his eight millimeter camera at the time. And he got the best and most famous footage of the event. Anytime you've seen footage of the assassination, that was probably the Zapruder film. Um, J. Edgar Hoover is our lovely FBI, non-problematic at all director at the time. Um, J.D. Tippett is a 39-year-old police officer who um, was also, he was killed by Oswald during his attempt to flee. That's how Oswald got caught a couple hours after the assassination is he killed this officer and other, uh, ran into a building and other officers surrounded him. That's how he got caught. Um, Roy Kellerman was the Secret Service agent in charge of Kennedy's trip to Texas, and Kenneth O'Donnell was his presidential aide, like, liaison between himself and the Secret Service. Um, another important person that might come up later is Secret Service agent George Hickey. Hickey. Hickey, go ahead. Hey, there you go. <laughs> get, get it out. Get it out. <laughs> get it out, everybody. Get out of your system. <laughs> that's, that's how I get Oh, my Hickey. God. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. That's how a murderer gives it. Wet so mouth sounds uh, are so good for podcasts. That's rude. <laughs> let's uh, travel back in time to November 22nd, 1963. We had an effect. Like, I was going to say, yeah. do we, uh, I don't know, play some, like, some, you know, hippie, hippie music. Yes. A Somebody get on the sound. sitar. Yes. <laughs> I was literally just thinking sitar music. Everyone would have their tits out. Everyone would have long hair. I just imagine Damn. a lot of people just covered in mud. Smelly, okay, well, you ruined it for me. <laughs> smell of sex Once again. the air. Yeah. <laughs> Sweaty, gross sex Gross, like, mud. so much bush <laughs> that nobody can make genital so contact. So much mud caked in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> and the labial folds. And the dick folds. Is that a thing? I've never oh, seen yeah. a dick, there so I don't There's know. ball folds, for sure. <laughs> That's right. We've ball it's already folds. an established fact that you're a virgin on this podcast. <laughs> I am a virgin. Go on. <laughs> All right. Back in time, 1963. Um, like I said, the reason that JFK was in Dallas is as part of his re-election campaigning. Um, the trip was announced to the public in September of that same year, so it was known that he was going to be here. Um, and security was extremely tight because apparently earlier in Dallas that same year, a UN ambassador was attacked by a bunch of demonstrators. So they were apparently there's a rowdy crowd in Dallas that uh, they had like extra security on board for just to get him from point A to point B. And um, Lee Harvey Oswald started renting a room and, uh, in Dallas and working in the book depository where he would later allegedly 
make the um, the shots. So he started working in the book. He's calling, the calling all the shots. Yeah, where he calling all the shots. All the shots and he's taking them all. <laughs> he's yeah. who's the crazy person? Tom Cruise and cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> he would just start whipping around all those vodka bottles. Now, yeah, he started renting a room in Dallas and he started working in the infamous Dallas Book Depository at the end of October 1963. And for the astute listener... Wait, why is it infamous? October is one month before November. (laughs) Um, Because he shot... Yes, the book depository is infamous because uh, Lee Harvey Oswald... (laughs) We're covering John F. Kennedy. Oh, I got stuck at Grassy Knoll. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Ever since we've talked about Grassy Knoll, I have a question. What is a book depository? I don't know. I, I, I think it's... A place where people like can take... a library? Take, it's, like, it's similar to a library. Maybe you take... Old, it sounds like the box outside of a library. Can a person work inside the, one he, of those? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, honestly. Yeah, that's what it the feels drug like. Box but he apparently shot Kennedy from the sixth floor, so... Yeah. It's a big-ass drop We're going to have to Google what book depository is. Hold on, actually. <laughs> Dr. Fart, any... I'll, uh, I'll Google knowledge on what a book depository is. <laughs> I keep thinking book suppository. I was going to say book suppository. Yeah. That's how you, if you want to learn something really quick. Yeah. <laughs> Just put that book right up your butt. And you An explosion asshole. of knowledge. <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of books in a place. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, yeah. From People deposit their books. Maybe it's like a yeah, um, that's like, like a library headquarters. <laughs> Is it like a goodwill <laughs> situation? Like, like a warehouse of, of oh. yeah, like at some point, yeah, at some point you have to collect all the books. People take their old books there and they redistribute them to either goodwills or probably libraries. That's my guess. We're sticking with we're that. sticking with that. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is. That's a fact. If we have any listeners who happen to be over the age of sixty, let us know what a book depository <laughs> is. I'm sure we have tons. <laughs> yeah, what is a book? <laughs> this is the official story, the Warren Commission approved story of what happened. They claim that Lee Harvey Oswald was the only person involved. He was the sole shooter and that he fired three shots from the sixth floor of the Dallas Book Depository, which overlooked the road that Kennedy would be traveling down. The three shots is really important because some people claim that the specific rifle he had couldn't have fired all three shots in the time period that um, that the shots were actually fired in. And, um, the, yeah, the type of rifle is also important to that. Well, didn't they say that uh, Oswald was, like, ex-military and that maybe that could account for how fast he could reload the rifle because maybe he's had experience. Well, I know why I can break down that, so I'm just trying to figure out which details to say right now so Mm -hmm. that we can bring them back up. Was his wife Lady Death? I don't know if he was married. He was. He got a he Russian wife. I think they were oh, separated right. yeah. at this time, though. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He he came back to the United States with a Russian wife, but I don't think they actually stayed together. He was basically the, you know, perfect storm of what you don't want in a person. A former 24-year-old 24 former Marine who was single and, like, angry and all this kind of stuff. So... Basically, the running theory is that he was the only shooter involved, and he fired three shots from the sixth floor window of the Dallas Book Depository. Um, there are pictures from the window. You can see the road where the motorcade was traveling. 
Um, he, if he was a really good marksman, he could have made those shots. The Warren Commission will break down that later. They had a bunch of expert marksmen come in to try to prove with that type of rifle if they could fire all three shots in the time frame. And we'll get into that when I talk about the Warren Commission. But the official like record of events is that he was just a crazy person who hated the president. He acted alone. He pre-planned it because it was announced that the motorcade would be traveling by his work in September. He got a job in that building specifically to do this. And he bought the or he had the gun and he just killed the president. He acted alone. He also killed that police officer while trying to flee. And that's the official record of events. That goes to show how easy it was to get a job back then. <laughs> you could find out like, oh, he's gonna be here in November. Well, I'll just get a job in September and you know, I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Baby boomers fucking it up. You know, they just, they all pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, so. That's true. Yeah. That's that's a fact. So that's the official. real thing that That's the official story that everybody or, you know, most people know about. That's the event of the day. Um, A little more background into that is he was in Dallas to be, um, he was trying to be reelected. He was campaigning there. And the trip was announced in September. Um, security was very tight, and Oswald was staying nearby and working nearby by October 1963. Um, on the actual day, November 22nd, um, at 8:45 a.m., he gives John F. Kennedy gives a speech in Fort Worth, and then this is an interesting tidbit: the presidential aide Kenneth O'Donnell, uh, O'Donnell advises um, to the Secret Service team that the bubble top for the limo can be left off during his motorcade ride if it's not raining. So the bulletproof top to his limo was removed right before this this ride. That seems... That's sketchy. That's very sketchy, but also it's, it's procedure to have the president be seen in the motorcade. Back then it was, because, you know, now everything is really... Scary. So if he hadn't been shot, it wouldn't be suspicious at all. But he was shot, and it's very suspicious. What's this guy's name again? This is Kenneth O'Donnell. Uh, is this guy still alive? And can we get him a job? Um, I'm right sure we could get him a job in a book depository. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yes, we should. If he's alive, yes. No, you don't need that bubble top to that limo at all. It's not raining. Why would we need a bubble right. top? So the excuse was, if it's not raining, if it's not raining, we need a bullet to a bulletproof bubble for rain. But you know, if it's not, uh, everything's fine. We're we gonna stop lep- bullets. Yeah, yeah. 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 Take it off. Take it off. It rains faster than a bullet, right? Yep. Yep. That was that was the theory. So yes, at eight forty-five a.m., and uh, Kennedy was shot at around twelve thirty p.m. So it, he was uh, he advised the Secret Service team to go ahead and say that the bubble top of the limo can be left off if it's not raining. So he leaves Fort Worth um, from Carswell Air Force Base and arrives at Love Field in Dallas uh, aboard Air Force One. He gets there at 1138. He's running a little late, but the motorcade is set up uh, to take him to Dealey Plaza to give a short speech. And it's on the way to Dealey Plaza as soon as he arrives there that he is shot. Um, I have the order of the cars in the motorcade. There were a ton of cars in there. I think about 13 to 14, 13 cars and like two press buses and like camera cars following. He had motorcycle agents and everything um, following as well. 
But right after entering Dealey Plaza, that's when the shots were fired. And uh, according to witnesses, the shooting happened shortly after the limousine made a sharp left-hand turn onto Houston Street from Elm Street. And that's, if you look and Google the picture of what you can see from the, the book depository window, that's pretty much the corner where you can see it. So it's, this is very important. The onlookers can recall hearing three shots with the second and third shots bunched distinctly much closer together than the first and second shots. One shot happens and um, Kennedy reacts. Um, it's believed that the first shot was a ricochet and that concrete actually hit from the ground and hit Kennedy in the chest. And that's when he can be seen reacting. The second shot goes through his neck. That's the magic bullet shot. Goes through his neck and then also hits the governor that's sitting in front of him. And the sh- third shot is the one that completely like explodes his head. Obliterates his head. Yeah. So that's that's all very interesting because it um, we can get into it later. It seems like there were two different types of bullet being used, if that was the case. Right after the shots were fired, Oswald was seen leaving the book depository by officer. He was part of he, one of the motorcycle officers, uh, Marion Barker or Baker. Sorry, Marion Baker at twelve thirty three p.m. So three minutes after he shot. Oswald um, apparently stashes the gun because they find the gun in the walls of the depository later. Um, He was um, identified by the cop and the superintendent of the building actually inside the book depository. But because the superintendent recognized him as just an employee of the building, they let him go. So after they um, let him go at around 115 is when he shoots and kills Officer J.D. Tippett. Um, and then he, he's like less than a mile away from the room that he was renting. So he was trying to get back home. He shoots and killed this, kills this officer. There are around 13 witnesses. They can all pretty much back up that he was the person that shot this officer. Um, then he runs into a theater and hides out, but the police pretty much surround him and arrest him after that. And while this is happening at 1.22 p.m., Um, officers find the rifle hidden inside the book depository. Kennedy was pronounced dead at 1 p.m., and a few minutes after 2 p.m., his body was removed from the hospital and transported to Air Force One. Yeah, but how did they know he was dead? (laughs) Half of his head was gone. (laughs) So, yeah, that's pretty much what happened on the day. Any, Any questions about... Has has everyone here seen the Zapruder film? Yes. Where his head explodes? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay. Over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. I watched it last night, and I wish I, I hadn't. Mm-hmm. Had you never seen it before? I, ha- I had seen it plenty of times, but it's... Now it's it hits freshy. you harder now. That's I saw yeah. it in high school when I had no like empathy or sympathy. So like I was just basically a, a serial killer without killing people. The mind <laughs> a sociopath. Yeah, yeah, a sociopath. <laughs> um, so like seeing it, it was like amazing, awesome. I also didn't think of mice and men was traumatizing and awful. I didn't cry in of mice and men. So I was a terrible person in high school. Uh, you can cut all this out because I'm getting on my <laughs> tangent. But where are the bodies hidden, Caitlin? <laughs> but I just thought it was super cool, and now, like, I know I could not handle that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it's cool in a way that like someone was able to capture that moment in history. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's cool that his head was blown off, but like, you don't know that it's cool because <laughs> his head was blown off. Well, I was just being the, nice. The it's jury's not cool still that his out. Head was blown off. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen it uh, a ton of times. And then I've also watched various YouTube videos of, you know... Miss fucking Womble, that's her name, Miss Womble. <laughs> Rational. She showed us that video over and over again. Yeah, oh, <laughs> she would rewind it. and So then, following the assassination, Johnson is now the president. Um, and on November 29th, so not very long after at all that Kennedy was assassinated, he starts the Warren Commission, uh, named after the main judge in charge of it. It's also called the President's Commission on the Assassination of President Kennedy by the coward Robert Ford. (laughs) (laughs) President's Commission of the Presidential... Yeah, president. the Commission of President, Assassination Commission President. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Johnson established this, yeah, on the 29th, and this commission concluded that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone in, assassinate, in assassinating President Kennedy. They also concluded that Jack Ruby acted alone in killing Oswald two days later, and that um, they basically blamed the media for causing a breakdown of law enforcement uh, that made it so that he wasn't a- uh, able to be transferred safely. Uh, so they basically just, like, you, you media, you're, you basically got him killed, so now we don't have any answers and it's all your fault. Um, kind of like what's happening in today's times. Very just similar. Just blaming the media for... <laughs> very similar. Um, there's also pretty strong evidence of a quote-unquote benign cover-up by the CIA. Basically, the CIA withheld pertinent information from the Warren Commission and the FBI um, that might have, you know changed the ruling in some way. But many people at this point believe that the Warren Commission was just established to make the public feel better and just kind of rubber stamp that Lee Harvey Oswald was the only guy that did it, and you don't have to worry, there's no vast conspiracy out there. Um, There was a second... um, In 79, the United States House Select Committee on Assassinations, that must be a very cheery committee, um, they did conclude that Kennedy was probably assassinated as a result of a conspiracy, although it did not identify any individuals or groups. So, yeah, they pretty much just stated the obvious. Yes, when a president gets killed, there's probably a conspiracy behind it, but we don't know who did it or why or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So the general belief is that, yes, there is some kind of cover-up or conspiracy behind the Kennedy assassination, but it's so convoluted that it's really hard to get to the bottom of things. I do have my favorite theory that we can get into um, in a little bit here. But I honestly do feel, and we can get into like our first little debate section here, I do feel like this is a lot like kind of what's happening nowadays, but they just didn't have the internet. They had newspapers. They had word of mouth. A lot of other governments who weren't super friendly with the United States hopped on this immediately and started spreading as many false stories as possible to cause political dissent among the American public. So it does feel like basically the precursor to Twitter trolls. Like, we don't want you to think about this, so we're going to start talking about this kind of thing. And you guys discuss. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's, That's a, a lot, lot to take in. Yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot. 
Okay. okay. So at this point, am I allowed to, to talk? Yeah, yeah. Talk? yeah. Doctor, Doctor Fart is here. This it makes a lot of noise. Okay. Doctor Fart is always here. He's always there. He's always around to everyone. We should. I was just going to. It's very intimate. This thing yeah. in 1979. Mm-hmm. So they did not conclude that Lee Harvey Oswald was the shooter. They concluded that he was the shooter, oh. but that he was probably assassinated due to a conspiracy. That Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby, and then they also, because okay. uh, I think that also plays into why they think there was a conspiracy, because right. the shooter was killed yeah. two days later. They really didn't say much about Jack Ruby. We can Jack Ruby would be a good episode to okay. dive into next time, actually. And this was an official committee mm-hmm. yep. in the government. Mm-hmm. Disagreeing with the Warren Commission. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Sixty-four was the Warren Commission, and in seventy-nine, it was the uh, United States House Select Committee on Assassinations. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. To, it's hard because I have I have my own ideas of what happened because I did a lot of research like a while ago, mm-hmm. and like there's a whole bunch of shit about Jack Ruby that. Really? This is something that I just don't know a lot about. But I like you mentioned that. Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, who's the person that killed uh, Lincoln? Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> John Wilkes Booth. Why do they all have three fucking names? They were actually they were actually both caught uh, in Shit. in theaters. And why do they? Which have is three which names? is kind of why fun. do they have three names? Why well, were they caught? Actually, in the reason why uh, mm. famous assassinators and uh, serial killers have three names is because they don't want to get confused. By like, let's say there's a, uh, a, a Lee John, there's a Lee Oswald out there who's <laughs> okay. just trying to start up okay. his law firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes no, sense. I just I'm, I'm Lee Howard Oswald. <laughs> I just Too feel close. like this was this was at a time like especially Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, this was at a time where like everyone's scared of communism. So the mm-hmm. fact that he was a Marxist, like it really is like the nineties goth kid thing, like everyone's gonna believe it is like kind of is this happening at the same time as like mccarthyism and stuff like yeah that? when this did is mccarthyism like happen? at the edge like the end of mccarthyism it was huge in the 50s and things like that but yeah people if you're communist like there there's actually a flyer that i will show you and we'll post that is uh was circulated the day before kennedy's assassination with a picture of kennedy um in from the front and in profile as if it were like a mugshot saying wanted for treason and it gives a list of seven reasons why Kennedy is wanted for treason, why he's a terrible president kind of thing. Um, and a lot of it says, like, he has been lax in enforcing communist registration laws. It also says things like um, he uh, has consistently appointed anti-Christians to federal offices. Ah, so it seems okay. like there were a lot of, you know, right-wing type groups that wanted him dead. It's kind of, kind of, like irritating people on both sides um, saying like he um, is turning over the uh, let's see turning over control of the US to communist controlled United Nations they said that the United Nations is communist um, he is betraying <laughs> our friends and then it says God. in uh, parentheses Cuba and Portugal and befriending our enemies Russia Yugoslavia and Poland so it's kind of all over the board on the reasons why this flyer says he should be dead. Like, he's anti-Christian, but he's also not making uh, communists register themselves. 
Um, but he's he's friend he's befriending Russia. So I guess a lot of people think that he's taking the country in a socialist direction. But um, Cu- but yeah. didn't they say our friends are Cuba? Yeah. Okay, but Cuba was having a communist revolution, right? So that doesn't make any fucking sense that they're like, oh, Russian communists are bad, but Cuban communists are good. Um. So I mean, the the right wing calls everybody communists. So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna say, you know, Kennedy's um, moseying up with the with the UN communists. That just means people they don't like. It's okay. the new. It's or it's the old version of quote unquote globalists is what they yeah. call people. And now. The, well, they still They're call everyone. Yeah, time, um, uh, yeah. They still um, call anyone who's like even centrists. They call yeah. them socialists. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like when it's like a few years ago when everyone said Obama was a communist. <laughs> Clearly false, if you know what communism is. But um, yeah, that that was basically the idea. Okay, so why were they considering Cuba their friends? They weren't. Didn't they say in there like I think they, they that was just an accusation. Yeah, they're just accused like anything he's ever done in his presidency. They're just shining it in a bad light to say that he's wanted for treason. Well, I was going to oh, ask oh, like yeah. so that was like uh, circulated like a day this before. Is, yeah, it was. But yeah. how many things before that have were. Being there was there was a lot of talk among different groups. Right. So, so could that have been a coincidence the, that maybe like that just happened to be the one the day before he was shot and it Yeah, and so okay, so <laughs> some of the um possible people behind these conspiracy theories. Um there's like the category of there were multiple gunmen and it's just a couple of people, Oswald and a couple people acting alone with the multiple gunmen theory. Um, the grassy knoll is the possible explanation for where that um, third bullet came from. Um, that one that exploded his head, but That's that doesn't I make sense happened. because the angle he was shot in the back of the head, and the grassy knoll would have been looking forward. So it could have been the one that hit the governor. Basically, they say that that's where one of the shots could have come from is the grassy knoll. Can I offer up a witness testimony yes. about the grassy knoll? Yes. Okay, so I have um, a first-hand account, an eyewitness um, of the name of Jean Hill. Uh, that she supports, um, I think she support was the first person to bring up the grassy knoll theory. Mm. Uh, so if you've seen the Zapruder film, um, as... Um, Kennedy like grabs his chest. I guess the first shot. Um, you can see her and her friend taking pictures. She's known as the lady in red. Um, this is a picture of her um, with her oh. friend taking Polaroids. Hot so if you remember outfits. the video, what are those moomoos? Um, I would whatever it is. I would doesn't love matter. It. I think they're whatever think she they're wants to wear. Coats. She can fucking wear. That's you true. assholes. Um. But she uh, wrote a book um, later in life called The Dissenting Witness um, because a lot of her um, uh, things that she mentions in her testimony uh, don't match up with what is concluded in the Warren Report um, or Warren Commission. Uh, So as she was um, being interviewed by Arlen Specter, someone who was part of the Warren Commission, um, they were asking her how many um, uh, uh, shots that she heard, uh, and she uh, testifies that she heard four to six different shots. Oh. Um, and 
they try to um, they as as this kind of came out as this inter stuff about this interview came out um, because people were being interviewed on um, on the news and she ended up on the news so her like testimony got out pretty quick. Um, they tried to uh, say that she was a. Um, Deceiver. So unreliable, like, unreliable yeah, unreliable she was an unreliable source. witness because she said, oh, when we were taking pictures, we yelled, hey, look at us. So he would look up as we took pictures because they were so close he could hear them. And she said, I noticed that there was a dog in the car. And, that, and they were like, well, there's no dog in the car, so she's crazy. But uh, I think like 10 or 15 years later, they found out that someone had handed uh, Kennedy like a stuffed animal. So there was like a stuffed animal dog dog in the car. So that kind of explanation that she's crazy is false. Um, Another um, thing that they tried to say was, oh, well, what you're hearing is ricochets. Um, But she actually, I think her, a member of her family uh, took her uh, shooting guns quite a bit. Uh, and she says that Ooh, um, that she knows the difference between like a gun being fired and like ricochet sounds. Um, Fuck yeah, Jill. What's her name? Jan. Jean Hill. Jean. So Hill. she said four to six shots. And what was the official? The official three. record is three? three. And yeah, I can. We can get into the those. I love that she like caught him at every turn. Yeah, um, there are many witnesses who say four is a popular number. Um, yeah, four to six as well. When asking her like where they came from, she said it sounded like they were coming from the grassy knoll. Uh, she also uh, said what that she that's saw Ms. smoke. <laughs> it could be. Damn, she was there to like SSD. She was there to get nasty with him, and then she was. Uh, Is that when she found she, out he was married? She just was in that moment. She was in like, that moment. Was, woman, and she like, <laughs> that bitch. Yeah. And then she grew up to be like a widowed mm-hmm. social studies teacher. So many years later, she Her, uh, she Jean Hill talked about. Um, <laughs> How she was immediately interviewed by the Secret Service, um, and she was brought into the building, the book depository, um, and showed where the uh, where the rifle, like where Oswald took the shots and everything. And this is her quote of saying how that went down. They, Secret Service agents, took me to the records building, and we went up to a room on the fourth floor. There were two guys sitting there on the other side of a table looking out a window that overlooked the killing zone uh, where you could see all the goings-on. You got the impression that they had been sitting there for a long time, and they asked me what I had seen, and it became clear that they knew what I had seen already. They asked me how many shots I had heard, and when I told them four to six, they said, no, you didn't. There were three shots. We have three bullets, and that's all we're going to commit to now. I said, well, I know what I heard, and they told me what you heard were echoes. You would be very wise to keep your mouth shut. Well, I guess I've never been that wise, but I do know the difference between firecrackers, echoes, and gunshots. I'm the daughter of a game ranger, and my father took me shooting all my life. This is Miss Fucking Wobble. I'm not kidding. Can you I'm reread that in yes. her voice? Yeah, I was the whole time I was thinking, read it in Miss Wobble's voice, but like the the accent you're doing, do it like a little more like grumpy old lightning. The whole thing, all of it. All so of what's it. her accent again? Grashing all like she that. She talks. Yeah. She talks like this. Here, She's do you a, want to just read a it? grumpy old lady. I feel like it's too much pressure. Let me see if I can do it. Okay, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Thank you, Zach. 
They took me to the records building and we went up to a room on the fourth floor. Yes. There were two guys sitting there on the other side of the table looking out a window that overlooked the killing zone where you could see all the goings on. You got the impression that they had been sitting there for a long time. They asked me what I had seen and it became very clear that they knew what I had seen. God damn it. They asked me how many shots I had heard and I told them four or six. And they said, no, you didn't. There were three shots. We have three bullets and that's all we're going to commit to now, asshole. I said, well, I know what I heard and they told me what you heard were echoes. You'd be very wise to keep your mouth shut. And I didn't take kindly to that. Well, I, I guess I'd never been that wise. I know the difference between firecrackers, echoes, and gunshots. I'm the daughter of a game ranger, and my father took me shooting all my life. Yeah. This is, that was yeah. fucking okay, perfect. I just had flashbacks. <laughs> that was all your character actor. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. That was so good. Oh, man. I, oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So, yeah, she, I think she started the Degrassi Knoll. Uh, Degrassi. 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 Neil, Neil Patrick there. Degrassi Knoll. Degrassi. It goes there, that Canadian Degrassi. teenage soap opera. Neil Patrick Degrassi. <laughs> Neil Patrick Degrassi. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah, I can that go. Was, honestly. Oh. Flawless. I'm not. I'm not fucking kidding. You channeled her like, like fuzzy golf vest and like pleated khakis, like nothing I could ever imagine. I was, it was just. I was so trying to good. think of what I would sound like if I was old and upset. Yeah. And a woman. Like, but like yeah. a sassy one. You were so good. Oh my I'm god. I'm just gonna cut out me saying it. Yeah. 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 It was amazing. Uh, All god right. Bless. So I can go into a little bit of an overview of who might have been behind um, different conspiracies as to, like, who might have put Lee Harvey Oswald up to it. Um, And we can delve into the actual conspiracies later. I do have one conspiracy that pretty well matches up with all the cover-up accusations. Because it seems there are differences between all the cover-up accusations and the conspiracy accusations. The conspiracy stuff is very convoluted. It's really hard to figure out who might have hired Oswald or that's really why weird. He might it's have usually done it. so precise yeah. and like laid out. Yeah, the cover up angle. I might have a kidding. Uh, a little bit of a better story. <laughs> have you told us your? That's that's what. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. So, um, <laughs> various people who have been accused. And, oh, let me see. Also, yes. So, former Los Angeles District Attorney Vincent, I'm going to butcher this last name, uh, Bugliosi. It's probably more Italian than that. I, I don't know. But uh, Vincent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm from the Midwest. I don't know. To get an idea <laughs> to get an idea of how just crazy this is, the former district uh, attorney for Los Angeles, Vincent Bugliosi, estimated that a total of forty-two groups, eighty-two assassins, 
and 214 people had been accused at one time or another in various conspiracy scenarios. All guilty. Yes. 80, 80, how, 84? Yeah. They all Assassins? shot um, him. So yeah, 42 groups were accused, 82 different assassins 82. were accused, and just 214 just random people not associated with those groups or people were also... I just imagine as the car makes the turn, like there's 84 different people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who did it? Yeah, so honestly, you could probably do like a six degrees of separation with someone accused of killing Kennedy. Cullen? Yes. Did you kill Kennedy? Uh, yeah, I had the uh, vibrator in my butt and I, fart- <laughs> I farted it out. And it shot, it shot back in time into his yeah. head. That, that's that's why the it magic, magic bullet. Yeah. Yeah. It vibrated <laughs> off of things. Real, normal bullets don't do that. So, <laughs> it was pretty unexplainable. The video that shows the governor so just like dildo smacking him in the face. <laughs> Enhance the Zapruder film. You'll see it. It's black and white, so you can't tell that it's bright pink. <laughs> it was purple, you fucking asshole. Violet. 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 I, I honestly Violet. had a 50 50 shot at that. They don't make them in a whole lot of colors. All right, so some of the people behind the conspiracy, um, we have the multiple gunmen conspiracy, which uh, might explain why there were more than three shots heard. There are the people who were on the grassy knoll, a.k.a. the grassy knoll, um, (laughs) who have been rumored to be spotted by various witnesses. Um, Other conspirators um, have been named... Some people claim that um, the officer that was killed, J.D. Tippett, was complicit in the assassination, but I didn't find a whole lot of evidence about that, and I'm not really wanting to besperse the name of a slain police officer if they didn't really have any evidence. I think he was just probably chasing a suspicious-looking person. So they're saying that be, the, 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 the dead police officer... Some people some people say that he was killed because he was in on it, oh. and that Oswald was like killing a witness or something, oh. but if if he were this mastermind assassin, I don't think he would have killed his co-conspirator in broad daylight with 13 witnesses Agreed. half a mile away from his house. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, don't... I like re- how you burped directly, I, I was directly just, into the So, we were thinking about... The burp of agreement. You put your hand up, but you went... <laughs> like, right, like, just, like, funneling it closer to... Weird thing about me and Zach. So uh, Zach's wife, Dawn, and and my husband, Cullen, who is also on this podcast. You may have heard him. Um, he's the one with the vibrator in his butt. He uh, At all times. At all times. The real assassin. <laughs> the real assassin. Uh, so they, Dawn and Cullen, think the exact same way, and me and Zach think the exact same way. And when you said that, like the... As soon as I burped, I was like, why did I just funnel my burp into the fucking microphone? <laughs> you burped a lot but through was, the duration I'm of I'm very podcast? gassy, but guess what? Good thing it's at my top hole and not my bottom hole. So, fuck you guys. I mean, that's a way to look at it. Touche, right? Sure. Right? Say it. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just, it's just so funny that you're doing the motion to be like. Discreet about no, but. I'm going to take is- it away. <laughs> <laughs> like directly into the mic. Peaked at. Look at that's a you perfect rectangle. See, yeah, you can see where it happened. Oh my God. No, it's true, though. I was like, I've been on autopilot this whole time. 
And I've been like doing it right, like broken off to the side. And then for some reason, I just I let myself go. I'm feeling so saucy. And I burped. I funneled it right into the microphone. And as soon as I did, I was like, Caitlin, what the fuck? Well, maybe there's some ASMR people out there who Who are into that. Some really gross ASMR Uh, people. Let's talk about that. What's ASMR? I forget what it stands for, but it's basically just uh, YouTube videos of people whispering and making like really delicate noises into. You, you get a really sensitive mic, and then you shut like, the fuck up. Like what I make Cullen do to me when I go to sleep. It helps people go to sleep and relax. I'm not kidding. A lot. I make him, him talk me, into a microphone. No, no. I make him tell me stories in a light voice. That's yeah, that's what this. And is. the lady who did my eyelashes when I actually had eyelashes, she is Vietnamese, and something about she would talk to her to her sister in Vietnamese, and something about their language like is the most. Soothing. I know I sound like the typical, like, their language is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, the typical, like, white, anyways, like, white guilt. But it's not, yeah, cut all that out. Um, (laughs) It's not that, like, something about what they're saying, like, puts me right to sleep. Like, it it gives me a feeling um, like nothing else has. It's so bizarre. There's legit um, virtual haircut ASMR videos. You put it in your headphones and it's like a dude pretending to give you a haircut and it like circles around your head. Dawn hates, like, Dawn almost vomits every time she hears ASMR. Oh, I bet I would love it. Some of them are real creepy. They have legit horror story ASMR videos. There's uh, one that I heard about on a a different podcast. That's how um, I fall asleep. Where uh, this woman, she said she listens to to an ASMR video of Pennywise abducting a child and like taking him down to his lair and it's all like come with me children oh are you worried about your friends honestly but it, that like, felt circles so around your soothing. head and, like that. and she's you like said oh, that. I love it it falls will asleep. you ASMR me uh, yeah yeah. that was let's really do it. Hey, wait, good let's do it let's try it right now for the so we have to talk like this but you have to whenever you say like K's and S's make sure you go like K and you have Ew. to like. You have that makes me it's really weird. You have to do, it's that's like what it is. it's like the epitome of wet mouth sounds. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. hi and uh, welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> that's Caitlin chewing on a piece. Welcome to today's. This is me gagging on a deep. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> now people are whacking off to the podcast. That's what you did. Welcome to today's. I mean, if they want to hear that noise, Welcome yeah, sure. That's virtual, not what I sound virtual like. Virtual ASMR yeah. blowjob. I like how this is like turned into like a like an improv. So like, this is me eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> this is what Caitlin actually sounds like when she's. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, well, if it's <laughs> never mind. I was gonna say when, whenever oh she's with God. you, it's like. <laughs> She can't even, it's so small. It's like, she just has to like lick the area. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just my mouth getting muffled in his pube. <laughs> 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 you can actually carry on a full conversation. This is like It's just, yeah, like. <laughs> oh dear lord this, Please keep all of this in <laughs> ASMR corner ASMR We'll have an ASMR bonus episode Oh my god This uh, is so good Welcome to Caitlin's virtual blowjob La 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 
Is it alive. good for you? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. That one You're be better right. at my blowjobs than That's I am. That's not how oh it should God. sound. Why does it sound like that? <laughs> Holy I've shit. never heard a blowjob sound like that. I am <laughs> 100% exactly. inexperienced Hell in this area, oh, so oh. Yeah, this could all be accurate. I have no idea. Is that what it sounds like? Who knows? I mean, maybe that's. I mean, maybe it is. Sorry, I didn't mean to pass judgment. Those are the best blowjobs. I love how this uh, this tangent happened in between my talking about a dead police officer (laughs) and the next one. All cops are bad. (laughs) I guess we need to listen back to find out how we where we go where we went. I I was trying to say a cab with my blowjob voice, but I couldn't. <laughs> so yeah, um, some what? other people. <laughs> he said say Abacab. It, say it to me again in the mic. Say it to me in the mic, baby. <laughs> what Abacab? <laughs> 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 what Abacab? Ah, God! <laughs> Don't make me repeat my Phil Collins reference. <laughs> Oh, it was a fucking film. It was so, so, so I was going to say, does anybody know where he records his music? The st- in the, st- the, st- the st- studio. Have the depository. Of course I have. Kennedy it never gets old, me. much like Phil Collins' music. <laughs> I have two ears and a heart, don't I? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. <laughs> I like his music. You know, I like it. You do I'll admit it. Been now that I've been married to this... Monster. Fucking nerd for so long. <laughs> yeah, so Kennedy was shot. Did you guys tell uh, people at their wedding that there was no jackets required? <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> it was just a misunderstanding. Formal attire, no jackets and required. He, Cullen can't dance. That is true. He's often uh, said, I can't dance to himself. All right. I'm trying to think of more lyrics. I don't even know where to come back in. He's a is he an easy lover? <laughs> he is an easy lover. All I have to do is like, <laughs> and he like comes immediately. <laughs> have you been coming right now? I have been. I just think it's funny that we're like making fun of Cullen kind of, and he's going to have to edit all of this in a way that it doesn't sound like we're just weirdos. <laughs> I know. It's much magic. I'm going to edit this in a special me-only podcast <laughs> that I listen to. Is it just going to be me going all, all, all yeah. over and over and over again? <laughs> it's going to be looped for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn it into a song. <laughs> yeah, auto-tune me. <laughs> Science. Okay. <laughs> okay John F. Can, Kennedy was killed. His wife it. saw his head explode. Right Which is crazy. If I saw Colin's head grab explode, she tried to like put him back I would together. go. Like she was in that much shock. Yeah. Like, I would so cut sad. your dick off so I could save Whoa. it. Get it stuffed. In keep the car. It, you can't cut it off. Keep you it, need it with for me later to get a mold of it for the perfect dildo. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, you're absolutely right. But I just, I just and figured. And they also do make dildos that you can um, put someone's ashes in. So there you that go. That is really sweet. I've oh seen that. That is that really is sweet. So fucked up. <laughs> yes, that it is. is sweet. I would 100 percent do that with you. Unless you get 100 yes. percent verbal consent before I that person dies. Helen, <laughs> if I yes, die, bef- let's get it on this podcast. If you die, can I get your ashes in 
a fake dick. You can do whatever you want. Okay. To my body. <laughs> Thank you. If I die before both of you, will you just take like a little bit of my ashes, put it put in a dildo, in a and then put it in his butt? <laughs> yes. All right. And we got he it. Won't we got be it. Be allowed here. to say, get it out, get it out, get it out, get it out, get it out. <laughs> get sack out. Get, get sack out. Get sack out. Oh my God. <laughs> I just appear in the corner like in a ghostly form like yes keep it in you have so much editing to do I I want a lot of it kept in alright so um, here's an overview of some of the people who might have been involved in killing our 35th president of the United States um we have the uh, multiple gunman theory, which might explain why some people heard more than the three shots claimed by the Warren Commission. Um, the Grassy Knoll is a very popular uh, story spot for where people might have seen other shooters. Um, other conspirators that were blamed um, were the officer that was killed by Oswald and his attempt to flee, J.D. Tippett. Um, I didn't find much information on that, and I don't super want to besmirch his name or besmirch his name because he's a uh, slain police officer who more than likely was just doing his job when he was caught. So we won't. We'll, we'll go ahead and just leave that where it is. Um, and then another co-conspirator um, that is alleged is the babushka lady. She's a <laughs> yeah. It's a very what, what the f- doesn't babushka just mean grandma? It's it's yeah. A, yeah it's an old uh, it's, a, it's a term for like an old lady like a grandma. Um, she's nicknamed this because she was wearing like a, a weird headscarf over her head and sunglasses, mm. and she she looked like a babushka according to some people. Um, she's seen in the Zapruder film. She was taking pictures of the assassination at the time from the angle that everybody believes would probably have the best shots of everything Damn. that happened. But she was seen disappearing right after, uh, right after he was shot in all the chaos, and she disappeared near that grassy knoll. So that's another reason why people think that there might have been co-conspirators over by that grassy knoll. Um, another right. one of the groups blamed for it is uh, the mafia. There, um, al- that's where Jack Ruby comes into a lot. He owned a nightclub that had supposed mafia ties. If he yes. killed Oswald, then it's definitely possible that he hired Oswald, and people think that the mafia might have been involved there. Can I show a picture of the babushka lady? Oh, yes. <laughs> this is her circled in red here. Shut the fuck up. Look at her oh, yeah. face. Look at, see, that angle that she's at? Look, she's like, fuck yeah, I just killed him. But seriously, Benches. that angle that she's at right there, if she was taking pictures and there are apparently um, shots of her taking pictures, she would have, like, the best angle on what's yeah. happening. So they... I love it that she's just like... Mm-hmm. Her look at her face is just like... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I don't think it's any coincidence that they gave her a nickname related to a Russian word either. Yeah. I, yeah. It's all very yeah. anti-Russia, very anti-communist, yeah. everything surrounding like that this. picture of Babushka Lady. Yeah. I don't know who she is, but she seems nice. Yeah, let's nice. show some more hot pics. This Aww. is not the Babushka Lady we She's on Pinterest. She's really cute. Do you oh, think so? Like this is what I think. Like our cat Al, if he was a person, this is what he. Would <gasps> that's what like. he would look like. Except yeah, except he's an asshole, and she was probably really sweet. Do you think that uh, there's a reason that 
they haven't found those pictures? Like, do you think her family maybe stumbled across them one day and was like, well, I don't like, want to get involved in this. Like, the Secret Service and CIA, FBI, everybody was looking for this woman, but because uh, her head and eyes were covered, mm-hmm. they couldn't find her. So these pictures well, the haven't ever been recovered. she hasn't come out and said, like, so hey, she's I a big pictures, mystery. Yeah. That is really weird. She's a big mystery. There's another picture of her... Uh, while it, it looks like everyone's like getting down and she's just standing there. Yeah, that was another thing. Looking. She calmly oh, walked shit. away right after it, too. She just disappeared. She walked, she didn't flee, she didn't run. She just walked away and she walked over by that grassy knoll. I wonder if she had any idea what even happened. Maybe she was been, just like, it could have been, been shock. She was standing right there when yeah. the president's yeah. head exploded. So it could have been shock and she just wandered away. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you never know. She is definitely a big mystery in this. Yeah, she doesn't have the like, fight or flight response. She mm-hmm. just has to she stay just, in there. And, and that is, apparently there are now out. theories that there's also freeze and friend other than fight or flight. Mark can probably back me up on this, but they say men go more for freeze or, uh, or fight or flight and women go more for freeze or friend hmm. in distress situations. I would say mine is fight. I think I'm a freeze. Um, so, Zach, um, what the, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, say it, say I'm it. Probably like your a friend. F- probably would be a freeze. You know, the more I think about it, because like <laughs> now I that think we I told would, all these stories, I would sit there and be like, "What the fuck is what? You what?" And then like yeah. try to process it, yeah, because that's what I do with shit. And I would probably just be sitting there like, uh, yeah, and then I'd probably get killed or something. A fire alarm went off when I was in a crowded movie theater, and I know that I'm a flight. <laughs> well, and, yeah. but and I women was a, have more my experience. Friend was an with even this. more an even more extreme get, flight because yeah. she just ran while I was trying to get the rest of our friends. So I was a flight with some sense about it, but she was just like, "I'm out of here." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get everybody together." <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, there's else. so many dudes that always think they're going to be a fight, but like women have the most experience with fight or flight responses with like being groped in public or mm-hmm. rape situations. Like we have those experiences where men don't have a lot of those experiences. So they're like, yeah, we'll fucking fight everybody. And it all this out. But mm-hmm. like they think they're going to fight everybody or shoot everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have no idea what that in, t- in that situation. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. They just get what mad you're listening do. to stories. Yes, exactly. And they have the, the after story. They don't have mm-hmm. like well, they have the, the feelings time. that you have in that situation. Right. And they have the time to think about it. Like they have the time to actually yep. be like, oh, well, the guy was shooting him. Well, I would have done this and yep. I would have done that. But like. As it's happening, you have no information, yep. so you're just like, what the it's fuck also, is going on? I feel like on? most of those people think, like, yeah, and I get an automatic respawn if I get shot, right? Like, <laughs> Finish my mountain. Well, and when, yeah. you're in sh- yeah. when you're in shock, you can't, like, navigate those feelings at all. When you're in shock, you're just like, oh, this person couldn't possibly have meant, like... No, there couldn't be someone shooting us right now. Yeah. Like, that can possibly be an option. People didn't so. realize anything was going on until Jason Aldean, like, Absolutely. left the stage. Like, firecrackers, whatever. It's there are so many people that get shot that are mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just thought, you know, mm-hmm. it was like I got shocked by something. Mm-hmm. Or they don't realize what's happening. <laughs> so, yeah, other people, <laughs> other things that lead to questions on the day of the event are the questionable unidentified witnesses that would be the babushka lady who they could never find that's um crazy. i didn't know about that who some people think that maybe the film had been doctored the evidence there is a little shaky um and then the lady in red who colin read um well or actually zach read a fantastic <laughs> fantastic rendition of mrs. her quote mrs womble yeah mrs womble, womble. 
Um, other people that they think might be involved in it would be the mafia because Jack Ruby, um, who killed Lee Harvey Oswald, um, was a nightclub owner and had ties to the mafia. Um, some insider conspiracies, some people who would have been inside our government that might have done it. Um, the CIA is a big one. There is evidence of a CIA cover up. They, um, omitted pertinent information from the FBI and the Warren Commission. They just didn't give them any information that didn't suit the... Oswald did it himself. And that was basically the point of the Warren Commission is what a lot of people and what a lot of what I'm reading. Any evidence that contradicted Oswald did it himself was pretty much left out. So that's where the CIA kind of could be behind it. There's um, apparently um, theories that there was a shadow government that was displeased with um, Kennedy and they had him killed. Illuminati. Are you talking about the round table of nine? <laughs> yes. Damn, we were on the same wavelength. Mm. We've so, yes. both been watching those Bill Cooper yes. three hour long videos. And that's, oh, that's where a lot of people say <laughs> they bring in the evidence of the phone lines. I told you being, Zach was my uh, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's where a lot of people bring in the evidence of the phone lines being uh, delayed or down and communication being very hectic in the moments. They're saying that maybe some shadow government had control of all this kind of uh, stuff. Um, another group behind it could be the military-industrial complex. They want um, they want Kennedy to be uh, tougher on certain things. They want um, a dude with balls in the office or something. I don't know exactly, but you know they didn't like Kennedy. They want they want somebody else. Um, the Federal Reserve could also be behind it. Um, other people think that uh, Lyndon B. Johnson was behind it because he wanted that presidency for himself. Um, and then one of the most compelling um, things that I think is the Secret Service. There's evidence of a possible Secret Service cover-up. Um, there are stories of them forcing various people out of the room um, right after Kennedy was shot. They wouldn't let anyone near his body that wasn't like even their stories of certain doctors being like forced away from him and stuff like that. Um, and um, there's pretty there's different sources that say that this particular group of Secret Service agents were kind of notorious drunk fuck-ups and that they were probably hung over the morning like of the show. Us. And yeah, they they kind me. of they just kind me. of weren't on top of their shit. They thought this was just going to be a ride from point A to point B and they weren't super on top of their game. Um we have the outsider conspiracies. It's basically uh, it could be Cuban exiles. Um, it could be the Cuban government, the Soviet government, the Israeli government. All of them have been blamed for a lot of these conspiracies. Maybe they hired him. Um, so that's all people that possibly hired Lee Harvey Oswald if we believe that he's the only shooter. Um, and then here's where we get to my favorite theory, where we break down the gunshots and everything. Um, this is found in the book Mortal Error, um, and you guys will have fun with this name. It was written by a man named Bonner. I'm going to say Bonner. B O N A R. Yes, Boner. Bonaire. Bonaire. <laughs> it was written by Bonaire. Yes. Pastries <laughs> in Bonaire. Um, Menninger and um, What's this Bonaire. Good day in French is Bonaire. Bonaire. <laughs> <laughs> um, Had a good time in eighth grade funny. with that. <laughs> so this is um, yeah, this is the mortal error, or as I like to call it, the Secret Service whoopsie theory. 
So um, the, the whole three <laughs> shots thing uh, comes into play a lot because the first two shots seemed like one specific kind of um, bullet, and the third shot seemed like it was a completely separate kind of bullet. So this theory is actually proposed by a man named Howard Donahue, and he was the one um, marksman involved in the Warren Commission who, like... Wait, where did the boner come from? He's the guy who wrote the book for him. This, this guy's a, a gun expert. He's not a writer, so he, he had a writer do the actual writing for him. Um, but yeah, Howard Donahue, um, he was the um, gun expert. He's a gunsmith, ballistics expert, um, and he was involved in the Warren Commission in that they had a bunch of marksmen try to shoot the three bullets... In a fairly accurate manner in the time frame allotted um, with the type of rifle that Oswald used. And he was the only one that actually could get off all three shots in that time frame. And so he was like the linchpin of their, of their like, oh, yeah, this totally could have happened with this type of gun. Let's call it a day kind of thing. And after he did that, he started to really doubt that anyone, like, that that could have happened because it took him like five tries or something. It took him a few tries to do it. So he really started to doubt that that could actually be what happened. Um, so his theory, he poured over the films, the pictures of the day. I have a picture to show you in a second here. Um, he came up with this theory that um, Oswald did fire the first two bullets. Um and they found three shell casings in the book depository uh, win window near where the rifle was hidden and everything like that. So there were three shells that Oswald had, three um, potential... We're, we're going to go with the, the theory that there were three shots fired. So Oswald had three shells. They heard three shots. Um, JFK uh, reacted to one shot, hitting him kind of in the chest first, the second shot um, going through his neck, the one that hit the governor, would be the second shot. And the third shot is the one that exploded his head. So based on the theory that this marksman came up with, he believes that um, the um, a, a common thing for people with the type of gun that Oswald had, um, it's called a, let me see here. Carcano Model 91-38. I don't know anything about guns. It's an infantry rifle. But the Carcano rifle, a lot of uh, people will leave a um, dented, empty round in the chamber. Um, and so they think that there are three rounds found near Oswald's um, shot point because he ejected one round and then fired two. One of the rounds was a dented shell that he believes was ejected before anything was fired. Um, so he believes that the first shot was fired by Oswald using the Carcano, and it ricochets off a curb and concrete strikes JFK's chest. And you can see in the video, uh, and there are uh, there's evidence of a, a bullet shot on the curb, and you do see him react to something like he's been hit with something. Wasn't there someone who was hit in the face with concrete or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. That, that's how they know that there was a ricochet, because one of the bullets hit off the curb. 
Uh, and then, yeah, so concrete flew into the crowd. One of the pieces of concrete hit Kennedy. That's what he reacts to at first. People think he's been shot. Second bullet comes pretty close after that. And this bullet goes through Kennedy's neck and out the front of his throat. And this is the quote-unquote magic bullet that, had, that some people claim curved to hit the governor. But actually the type of limo that they were riding in is a specific kind of like display limo where Kennedy's seat was actually elevated and to the right a little bit. So if you actually put the seats in the correct position, that bullet would have fired straight through Kennedy's neck, hit um, the governor in his uh, back of his right shoulder, exited out through his chest, hit his right wrist and exited out the other side of his wrist. So you can find, you can Google pictures, we'll post pictures of the magic bullet trajectory and the actual trajectory if you put the seats in the right order. And then this is, this is where it gets very interesting. Um, the first two bullets were full metal jacket rounds, which do not explode on impact. The bullet that went into Kennedy's neck, the second one, most likely would have paralyzed or killed him. Um, that third bullet that explodes the back of his head, this is the one that really left Howard Donahue with some questions. So he would um, search through tons and tons of pictures of that day, trying to figure out who could have possibly had a gun with an explosive round who was behind Kennedy during that day. And what he concluded was that Special Agent George Warren Hickey Jr., had an AR-15 in one of the follow cars in the motorcade. And when he heard the shots, he stood up to try to find the shooter to return fire. And that's the exact moment that the motorcade jutted forward to try to rush Kennedy to the hospital. He accidentally discharged around into the back of President Kennedy's head, exploding his head and killing him. Holy shit. That's really good. That's pretty interesting. That's really interesting. So all the evidence of this cover-up could be just regular fucking incompetence cover-up. Yeah. But that still doesn't necessarily, necessarily explain why Oswald wanted to kill Kennedy in the first place. Yeah. So there's still conspiracies to delve into who could have hired him, why, and all this kind of stuff. But I think this is the best explanation for where that third bullet came from. Yeah. And that would insane. make a different ricochet sound than just a regular rifle. That might explain why there were four to six shots heard. Um, and here I have this picture that was not circulated hardly anywhere. This is a Secret Service agent in the car behind Kennedy with a rifle. This is George Hickey. He's seated exactly in the spot where it says he would be in the motorcade, left rear of the follow vehicle, and that's a gun right there in his hand. This is where Howard Donahue believed the shot came from. This is why he believes the Secret Service was so sketchy in letting anyone near the body. This is why he believes there was a cover-up. And the book Mortal Error is detailing all of this. And many people believe that this isn't known very well because it's not as sexy as a Russian spy. It's yeah. not as sexy as Cuban exiles. It's a pretty boring and really disappointing version of what had happened. But Oswald most likely killed him with that second shot. Um, we don't know why Oswald wanted to kill him in the first place. But this is the theory that I think makes 
the most sense. It really does. And I, there was a few like eyewitness testimonies that I read where they said that some of the gunshots sounded like massive, like a cannon and did not sound like, like a rifle. Yeah. The first, yeah. So one of them would have been a rifle and then one of them in this theory would have been the AR-15, which would have sounded a lot different. That uh, woman, Jean, Jean Hill, yes. she probably wouldn't have been fam- as familiar with the sound of an AR-15 as she was with a standard right. rifle. Shit. The babushka lady disappearing could have been, she might have seen it, and she did not want to get involved in anybody questioning her on, did the fucking Secret Service agent just kill the president? She might have gotten a picture of it. She might have, like, bolted because of that. But that's, yeah. So that could explain a lot of the, the cover-up theory behind it. That's why the committees believe that there was a cover-up, that there's some kind of conspiracy. And, yes, there would be a conspiracy if he was killed. I mean, unless Lee Harvey Oswald seriously did just get it in his head that he alone wanted to kill the president there's got to be someone who hired him or something. He was 24-year-old former Marine. He probably needed some money. Um, so he would, and he's a socialist, Marxist, whatever you want to call him. He defected to the Soviet Union. He would be an easy person to turn to whatever conspiracy, but it's so convoluted because there is evidence that specifically the Russian government, just like, like today, they were spreading as much false information and false stories as possible just to make people believe that, you know, anything and they, that they wouldn't have, they wouldn't be in solidarity behind their government anymore. So yeah, you guys can discuss what you think, uh, what you think after all that. Shit. I don't know. I'm like... I didn't know a lot going into this, so hearing Shannon's story, it's like, I feel like that's the most plausible. It makes the most sense. It makes the most sense, it's, yeah. And people talking about the grassy knoll of, like, seeing smoke or, like, seeing someone run, I, did, I feel like could, like, false memory comes into play there, and just seeing someone run, I mean, of course, people are going to be running. Because it's chaos, uh, you hear right. gunshots, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That just makes the most sense. It does. Yeah. Especially since we have that picture. Like, that is... And they had, like, a, an expert marksman. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Expert marksman, like, saying, like, say, hey, something's weird here. And then, like, plotting out this whole thing. I don't know. That that sounds like... I mean, there's an expert on the subject, mm-hmm. like, giving his point of view. So... He was like the yeah like the linchpin in the Warren Commission's case, and then he spent basically the rest of his life after that trying to disprove his own findings in the Warren yeah. Commission. Yep. Yeah, that that that's that's the thing that's always bothered me is why does the first bullet not explode out of him like this? The, the yeah. first two did not explode at all, and the third one did, and that's what really really bugged him, and that's why he had to like try to figure it out. Damn. That I think I've been turned. <laughs> I yeah, I wasn't at a direction at all because I didn't know anything mm-hmm. except grassy knolls. I think Jack Ruby and all that kind of stuff can come into play as to why Oswald was there in the first place. It could have been like a mafia hit. It sounds really sketchy that or he was something like that. A couple days after by a guy with yeah. mafia ties. Yes. 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 Yeah. So yes, we can explore Jack Ruby specifically. Yeah. 
That will be on the next on the next, on the next one. Um, and then I'll also dive into and see if there's any legitimate things behind, like, the Russian government, the Israeli government. Um, they just had a bunch of people who could have possibly hired Lee um, to do all this. Um, but my the thing that I think is the most, like, reasonable in terms of, like, why our government was so hell-bent on covering everything up and keeping everybody away from the body is because... One of their own might have fucked up and accidentally shot him. Well, yeah, and there's, there's, uh, I don't know, I'm sure we'll cover this <clears throat> in the next one, but there was talk about how they said JFK's body was in Air Force One, but we don't know for sure if it was in Air Force One or if they had taken it somewhere else to do things to it to make it look a certain way so that people wouldn't suspect it happening another way. If you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that third <laughs> that third bullet being a completely different type of bullet totally totally screws them, and that's why they had to cover yeah. up everything as much the, as possible. The autopsy photos too is it like the exit wound on his neck is like really small. It's just a clean. And the yeah, the back of his head is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why that first bullet ricocheted so well. It didn't explode when it hit the concrete. It it's a full metal jacket. It caused pieces of concrete to shatter out. It's like. It hits. It's a full metal jacket. It's really hard. That type of bullet that the AR-15 would have had would have been the kind that would have exploded itself and fragments of like metal would have been flying everywhere, not concrete. When it hits the thing that it's supposed to hit, it explodes to do the most amount of damage. <sighs> I know, That's right? A Such a downer episode. Oh, my God. No, this is just... It's interesting, but it's like it's so much to I'm take gonna be honest, brain. I don't. I almost am like, I don't really care about Jack Ruby. Because we solved it. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I do him. I do care about Jack Ruby because I, I feel like Lee Harvey Oswald is like he is kinda like the poster child, like somebody with PTSD and also somebody who's uh if he didn't kill the president, he would have been a cult like for radical. Sure. <laughs> I I feel like he's the perfect scapegoat. So I think he did it. Who? Oswald. Oswald. I think he did it, but oh, because sure. he was the perfect scapegoat. He was recruited by a cult-like right-wing whatever organization yeah. to be the guy to do it. His like testimony to the police is so all over the place mm-hmm. and is so obviously lying. Like there's that picture of him that's really famous of him holding the rifle. He like swore up and down that it was doctored and all this mm-hmm. stuff and it's clearly not. Yeah. So it, well, it could have been a man with. It, you said he was. Where did he go to Vietnam or? Yeah, I guess that would no, Korea maybe it would be Korea. So, I feel like anyone in the military has PTSD, and that like <laughs> he would have been so the much. easiest person. Like, if you were a shadow organization wanting to kill the president, you it like he probably was hanging out at like the type of meetings that would essentially be like the Reddit blue or red pill message board, you know, like it was just pre-internet finding the right person to do this, or for somebody you. who's totally desensitized mm-hmm. because the uh, you know the military has made him yeah. I mean, totally I bet desensitized you can find a to everything. Of dudes just like this on the Donald Reddit site. Like, oh, and more. And than you could if you have a person smart enough to trick these people to be like, man, you're gonna. It's for the cause, man. You're yeah. gonna, it's totally. It's your, you're you're going to change everything, and you'll get away with it too. You work I mean, in that building. Our, no one's going to be suspicious. Why would they be suspicious of you being in that building? I mean, yeah. like he got away the first time. If he didn't kill that cop, 
he might have gotten away. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we solved it. <laughs> we solved Take it. all that out. Yeah. All of our anti-government. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Mark, a.k.a. Dr. Fart. Hello. And we're going to hear all about his thoughts on the JFK assassination or just the the beginning that we delved into, which honestly, I don't even remember because we recorded that like three weeks ago. (laughs) And I don't remember anything we said. Okay, Okay. hit it. Well, we (laughs) we, we focused mainly on the official report. From the Warren Commission. Okay, which is I, I the remember some official stuff. theory that there was one gunman, Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay. Uh, and then the only other one we really talked about in a little detail was the the theory from mortal error. Uh, the president was shot accidentally. Okay. Yes. By an. Uh, was what about it, the, was it FBI or CIA? Or? It was a Secret Service. Secret agent. Service, right. yeah. Secret uh, Secret Service member in the car behind him, uh, and we didn't really get that much into other theories. Um, the mob, the Castro, mob, yeah. Russia. Um, probably good that we didn't, because those are pretty implausible. So I spent most of the time looking at the ones that we covered, the official theory, and the one in mortal error. So I, I looked at mortal error. And I looked at a book that many people think is like the best defense of the official report. Okay. Um, it's called Reclaiming History, the Assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Um, I've read a bunch of reviews of it that said it was like amazing and the best defense of the Warren Commission. It's 1,600 pages, so I didn't read the whole thing. Uh, but I, I was interested in his criticism because throughout the book is so meticulous. It goes through, there's 300 pages just of what happened that day and not to, like the events leading up to it and all of that. And then he goes through the Warren Commission and then he goes through every conspiracy theory that. Did you say is. 1600 pages? 1600, yeah. Who has that much time on their hands? And that's not including footnotes. The footnotes come on a CD-ROM that have an extra thousand pages. So obviously I didn't read this whole thing. But uh, I did read, I was interested in his criticism of the mortal error theory. So I read a good portion of mortal error and then this book. uh, His name is Vincent Bugliosi. Or Bugliosi, if you want to pronounce the G. Like, I don't. Like a scumbag. Um, <laughs> so the really, the, the interesting thing, by the way, St. Martin's Press is a really big press. They wouldn't just publish shit. And um, <laughs> they publish like the New that. York Times crossword puzzle and stuff like that. They're huge. Um, and they did something when they published this book that I haven't really ever seen. At the end of the book... There's like 20 pages where they explain why they published the book. And it's written by the chairman, 
of St. Martin's Press. So I'm going to read Wait, you... the guy that you... The book you read... That you... The 1,600-page book, mm-hmm. he doesn't believe in the mortal error theory. Right. Okay. He believes the Warren Commission. Okay. Does right. the does the press, Martin Press, at the Saint end... Martin, St. Martin's Press, they're the ones who publish mortal error, not the 1,600-page one. Oh. And they did something oh. really weird. They had this 20-page afterward where they explain why they published it. That's actually some of the most interesting part of the book is that part. And I'm going to read to you some of that. And then I'll also read Bugliosi's criticism of the moral error theory. Okay. And then I'll go back to the afterword by St. Martin's Press because they actually address a lot of the questions that Bugliosi is asking and apparently does not know. Okay. Apparently did not read the book well enough. Oh, um, Okay. First, I thought you were going to guess deeper into a conspiracy, uh, which is very exciting. Possibly, but no. Ooh, okay. Um, so I'm just going to read you first a quote from the afterword that uh, St. Martin's Press published uh, explaining why they wanted to publish this book. Because they had had people request that they publish JFK assassination books. Like, we, oh, I have this book. Will you be my publisher? Mm-hmm. And they turned down, like, three people. They were just like, we, no one needs another JFK assassination book. And this one caught their eye. Mortal error. Mortal error. Okay. Did. Yeah. And so um, mm-hmm. they got really interested in it. And they actually, the publishers at St. Martin's Press formed, like, their own little team to try to fact check the Mortal Error book. And they... It was, it's really interesting. They turned in like a, into a little research group, checking mortal error, checking uh, everything in the Mor- in the Warren Commission, checking what the House Select Committee on Assassinations said, um, and they, the the publishers of the book, said that most of the evidence comes out supporting mortal error, which is interesting. So Every let me... time you say mortal error, I think of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> It's That's, a really poorly named <laughs> book. I, I like it. I think it's cool. Okay. Mortal well, error. Agree to disagree, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, let me read, let me read to you some, some like of this. We like to have fun here. We're just having some fun. Some of the afterword. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is, this is, this is a quote. Um, we would, to verify this impression and to weigh the validity of his thesis, that is Donahue's mortal error thesis, eventually read thousands of pages about guns, bullets, and the events in Dealey Plaza. We would study dozens of illustrations, photographs, movies, television videos, drawings, and diagrams. We would examine government reports and appendices, commentaries on them, and independent investigations. We brought Donahue and Menninger, who is the author of the book. The author is recounting Donahue's story, his theory. Um, we brought Donahue and Menninger to New York twice for what amounted to interrogation and called them repeatedly on the telephone with specific queries. The aim in all this was to prepare ourselves to understand certain facts essential to Donahue's thesis and to test their reasoning with these facts. At the outset of the program, none of us on the team at St. Martin's Press was what is known as a Kennedy assassination buff. It is not hyperbole to say we had read thousands of pages any student of the events in Dallas is able to show you a shelf with dozens of books. 
As our education increased, we became able to discern disqualifying ignorance and wildly untenable assertions in many of these volumes. We did not find such things in Donahue's thesis. Damn. Which is interesting. Yeah. And I'm going to go back to this in a second after I talk a little bit about Bugliosi's criticism. And he's got, like I said, 1,600-page book. He spends maybe two pages, two or three pages, talking about mortal error. And he ends, he ends just by saying, you know, no one other than Donahue and Menninger believe this. And then he goes on to Castro or whatever. So he seems a little bit like a sneaky snake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and as you'll see, all of his criticisms basically just say, well, that's not what the Warren Commission said. Mm, and remember, Donahue right. was part of the Warren Commission. He was the only shooter that could do what was supposed to be done. So what's the majority of the 1,600 pages, then, if he only spends... Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, like, I, the first, there's, like, 300 about just the events, painstaking detail, the events that happened that day. There's another couple hundred just about Lee Harvey Oswald, like, who he was, talking about, like, like we talked about being a Marxist, going to Russia, mm-hmm. coming home with, like, a Russian wife. A couple hundred pages on that. So is it a lot of, like, tangents down into, like, communist stuff? Is that kind um, of what it seems, or...? Not necessarily the communist stuff, yeah. but it's it's super detailed. Okay. And it spends a little more time on um, like the Castro theory, the Russia theory. Just spends a couple pages on moral error. Interesting. You know how when you're lying, a really good technique to use is to just like start giving a bunch of detail mm-hmm. to like throw people off and basically make them tired so they'll just eventually be so confused that they're like, all right. Yeah. I think that's what this Or like if you doing. say so much, then you think, oh, that guy must be right. Yes. Mm-hmm. He yeah. sounds a little obsessive as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he's, he's a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe that tells you something. <laughs> asshole. Um, <laughs> he's asshole. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Gina and her husband. <laughs> so let me go through a few, uh, a few of these uh, specific criticisms of mortal error. Um, and this is a quote. There were nine. This is a quote from Reclaiming History. There were nine other people riding in or on the running boards of the presidential follow-up car, uh, each of whom testified before the Warren Commission or gave a statement, and not one of them, including Agent Glenn Bennett, who was seated within a foot or two of Hickey, Hickey is the alleged accidental shooter, said that the AR-15 rifle or any other weapon was fired in the car around the time of the assassination. How is it possible that none of them heard the rifle being fired right next to them if it had indeed been fired. Oh, so he's just ruling out the fact that they would want to lie for exactly, any reason. which okay. is absurd, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, because we know, like, the people around the person who might have accidentally yeah, shot the president right. didn't see anything, and they would have no reason to right. lie mm-hmm. about that. And we know that there <laughs> was a cover yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So, exact. This is why I think his criticisms are, are so crappy. Yeah. He basically relies on the super sketchy Warren Commission that mm-hmm. everybody. Just just a fact that is really sketchy. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's been criticized a million times by even the government itself. And we heard uh, during the podcast that was it the was it the House Select Committee that yeah, said that there say. was a conspiracy and a cover up? Yeah, they eventually said like the yeah. Warren Commission didn't get it yeah, right, basically. Right, exactly. 
And and all of his criticisms of moral mortal error just rely on the Warren Commission being true. Did he write this before? I think it was 78. I'm not positive. But did he write it before or after? Oh, no. This is way after. Okay. This is like 2000 or something like that. I, I, I don't have the date. So me. after many, many uh, questions of the Warren Commission yeah, come up. Okay. Absolutely. All right. This criticism. This one's great. Hickey said he didn't do it. <laughs> well, why would he lie? <laughs> the end. This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, this. Did he ever say that Lee Harvey Oswald said he didn't do <laughs> yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. God. Like, what a I, turd. I, I don't. I don't really know. Like on its own, how plausible the mortal error theory is. Yeah. But these criticisms of it are so bad mm-hmm. that it makes me think maybe there's something there. Yeah. If, if this is all you can come up with. Um. So here's that was the second criticism. Hickey said he didn't do it. Here's a third one. Um, among the several hundred or so people in Dealey Plaza that day, not one said they saw or heard, heard any weapon being fired inside the subject vehicle or anywhere close to it. Indeed, Dealey Plaza witness Hugh Betzner Jr. in a November 14, 1967 letter to assassination researcher Richard E. Sprague specifically said that he saw the rifle in Hickey's hands and it was not fired. So that is interesting, if that's true. Um, But we basically just have to go on reports of people from that day. Because Donahue has other reports of people saying, yeah, it seems like there was a gunshot coming from that car. The smell of Um, gun smoke specifically on the ground level, yeah. Right. So for this one, it's like there's no way to verify who's right. We just kind of have to... It's it's his word. It's Donahue's word against um, Julio's here. An eyewitness testimony has been increasingly proven to be just shitty as hell. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and the people who had just seen the president killed, yeah, you know, they wouldn't have been traumatized at all. You can't right, rely yeah. on your memory anyway. Like, yeah. You can't rely on Exactly, it. yeah. Like you said, especially during a traumatic event, mm-hmm. people misremember that stuff all the mm-hmm. time. Okay, um... And actually, there are studies about the about memory distortions surrounding the JFK assassination. So they they talk to people like twenty years later. Do you remember where you were on stuff you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that during the JFK assassination? And people's memory is just wildly incorrect. Um, okay, so now I'm going to spend a little more time on this fourth criticism because it's really the one. Um, it's like the smoking gun. This is the one where there's kind of most disagreement and Bugliosi spends the most time on this one. And so do uh, the St. Martin's press publishers. They spend St. Martin time on himself. St. <laughs> Martin spends time on this one. Okay. So this has all, all to do with what's called uh, the trajectory analysis uh, of the bullet. So here, here's a quote. Donahue said that since Oswald was located... Uh, to Kennedy's right rear, a bullet coming in at six at a six degree angle from right to left should have exited through the president's face. Yet the actual exit wound was in the upper right portion of the skull. In other words, too far to the right. Hence, the only geometric sense for such an exit wound would be if the bullet were fired from where Hickey was, slightly to the president's left rear. But that's because Donahue, a firearms expert but not a photographic one asserted that at the time of impact, Kennedy's head was tilted 15 degrees to the left, 
The reality, however, per the HSCA, that is the House Select Committee on Assassinations photographic panel of experts, was that Kennedy's head was tilted 25 degrees, not 15 degrees to the left. At the time, he was struck in the head. With that orientation of the head, the trajectory that the HSCA and Warren Commission concluded the fatal bullet took now makes perfect sense. So obviously that relies on the HSCA and the Warren Commission report. And we know that we have reason to be skeptical of both of those. So there turns out there's a lot, a lot of debate on the specific issue of the degree to which Kennedy's head was tilted. Was it 15 or 25? Now, uh, Menninger and Donahoe, Donahue, sorry, Donahue, uh, they know that. They know what the Warren Commission says in the book. It's kind of a weird criticism if in one book you say, well, the Warren Commission says one thing, but I'm going to show you why I think it's this other thing. It's weird to criticize them by saying, no, well, the Warren Commission's right. Yeah. You know? I know that you pointed that out, and you said these were your reasons for this, but right. this is what they said. Exactly, right. Yeah. So um, Menninger and Donahue knew that, and in, the, in Mortal Error, Menninger writes... Donahue had long ago concluded that Kennedy's head was turned only moderately to the left, 15 degrees at most. The committee asserted it was turned much more, 25 degrees. So they knew about this disagreement. And that, that's you know one of the points of writing the book was to show you that the Warren Commission and the HSCA report were wrong. And um, Bugliosi just kind of takes it on faith again and says, well, they said it was 25, so must... It must be 25. Interesting thing in the... This is so infuriating that he just specifically leaves out things yeah. from yeah. Mortal, mortal Error. Yeah. It's, mortal Combat. Exactly. <laughs> um, Does he ever uh, talk about the fact, like, besides the trajectory, that it seemed like a completely different kind of bullet? He, he talks a little bit about yeah. that, but not not a whole lot. Like his what head he, fucking exploded. Right. Yeah. What he, he basically, again, goes along with the Warren Commission. He says, well... The bullet would, it makes sense that the bullet would have acted weird because it went through the skull and, and it, it went through soft tissue when it hit Kennedy in the neck. And so that's why they acted a little different. Okay. Um, and he also says something about, there, there's one other criticism of mortal error where Bugliosi says that on Donahue's theory, Oswald had to have only shot twice. Um, but in fact... He shot three times. And this, why, why Donahue thinks he only shot twice has to do with the bullet casings mm-hmm. and the fact that one of them was dented. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that if one was dented, he couldn't have shot the, th- the third round. But it seems to me that while Donahue thinks that uh, Oswald only took two shots, the theory doesn't really require that. Yeah. He could have taken any number of shots and Hickey could have still been the one yeah. who shot Kennedy. So it's not really essential to the theory mm-hmm. that Oswald only took two shots. So I think that those criticisms, even if they're right, they don't necessarily disprove the theory that Hickey shot uh, Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to this trajectory analysis because the St. Martin's Press publishers spend a lot of time on this. Bugliosi doesn't mention this at all. So, okay, so this is what they did. They... All they have to go on is the frames from the Zapruder films. And this is all this analysis comes from Zapruder frame 312. All the in that, like, they, they have to determine what angle. 
Kennedy's head is tilted at just from this frame. Okay, let me read you a, a little bit from this, um, the St. Martin's Press. It says, in oral testimony, when the committee was shown, that's the, the uh, House Select Committee, was shown the model photograph said to duplicate Kennedy in Z312. Z312 is the, just the name they give to the frame in the Zapruder, Zapruder film. So Zapruder film, film frame 312. Senator Dodd of Connecticut noted that it didn't look nearly so tilted as uh, the actual Z312. So what, what they were doing there... So the guy who was in, um, tasked with figuring out the head tilt, what he did was he took mannequins and he tilted them at certain angles and then took pictures to see which one looked like Kennedy, right? He, sh he showed the, the photograph of the mannequin tilted at 15, sorry, 25, sorry, 25 degrees. He showed the mannequin facing 25 degrees to Senator Dodd of Connecticut. And Senator Dodd said it didn't look nearly so tilted as the actual, uh, as Kennedy's actual head in the frame. To which this guy, his name is Canning, he's the guy who, who uh, did the modeling with the mannequins and everything. He replied, I can assure you that the images play games with you. After further questioning, he conceded the interpretation of these features is a major source of potential error. Before his testimony was done, Canning conceded that there was enough potential error in his method for his radius of possible gun source to extend not just beyond the book depository to the Dell, the Dell Tech building across the street, but beyond the Dell Tech to the records building, which is the building right behind Hickey. The, the St. Martin's Press continues, the more one studied the... House committee analysis of the trajectory, the more wo woefully blurred and doubtful its method and conclusions became. Even the footnotes became interesting in this regard. They reveal that when Canning gave his testimony in September of 1978, he believed the in-shoot-out-shoot path was level through the head. The trajectory netted Oswald as the assassin. By March of 1979, he'd been informed that the outshoot was lower than previously thought. The shot must have come down at an angle five degrees steeper than he had calculated in 1978. Yet his 1979 trajectory still netted Oswald. So it seems like they're playing around with the data in order to make the trajectory land at Oswald. And they're guiding towards certain answers. If he's like, oh, it plays tricks on right. you. <laughs> I right. know we're trying to decide this, but you know, I'm pretty sure this is the right answer. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. One one of the things they also do that's noted in the St. Martin's Press afterward is that the committee assumes what they can't really assume that Zapruder is ho holding the camera perfectly vertically. Yeah. And there's a lot of debate about that. Um, because that changes what it, the, the angle of his head, Kennedy's head and everything. So there's a lot of debate about that, too. I'm going to read to you just a, a couple more lines from this uh, afterward by St. Martin's Press. We are aware that the fact that the House Committee report was flawed does not prove Donahue's thinking is flawless. We are further aware that the inability to absolutely to be absolutely sure about numerous measurements and estimates is a difficulty for Donahue too, but his reconstruction survives more variations of estimates than the committee's does. The trajectory analysis is only a part 
of the House Committee report, but it aptly serves as one of the benchmarks of cogency against which to compare Donahue's argument. In our judgment, Donahue more than survives the test of comparison. Not only did we find nothing to invalidate Donahue's thesis, but with each passing week, our respect grew for him and his ability to cite increasing amounts of evidential support for different aspects of his argument. That's all I got. And that's it. That's it. Um, <laughs> we only solved the Kennedy assassination. So what to believe? Well, I, I'm not sure. I think the better question is what not to believe. I don't think you should believe the Warren Commission. Correct. Yep. Uh, probably shouldn't believe there's Castro or Russia. I don't think there's a whole lot of sense Castro. to Castro? was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he is an angel. That's Don't true. you dare come at Castro. I'm not. I'm not at <laughs> no, all. No, I'm talking to everyone. Oh, okay. Who okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I was... Um, but, I mean, if the only one, if the only theory left standing is the mortal error one, then maybe it's most rational to believe that one. Either that or just agnosticism and say... You know, I don't know what happened that mm-hmm. day. That's what I think. You should either probably go for the mortal error theory, but there's, you know, like like they admit, there's some holes in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, it just fewer holes. It yeah, and it just Commission. seems like um, yeah, and I feel like if they had any proof that it was the, it was the mob, they would be blasting that all over the news and stuff. Like we caught the fucking mob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I just feel like um, okay, is it Donahue with the yeah, mortal Donahue, error? Okay. Yeah. Um, you can tell when someone is lying and being sneaky and sketchy, and he seems the least sneaky and sketchy. I I one hundred percent think he's totally sincere. Yeah, uh, I, do, yeah I don't I do know too. if he's right, but he's I, I absolutely one hundred percent believe that he believes what he says. Yeah. And he has the most to lose being actually involved in the Warren Commission yeah. by disproving the Warren Commission. Absolutely. Well, that's another thing is that, like, he did. He took a huge risk to come out against them whenever they fucking hired him. Like, mm-hmm. that is, that just seems to me that that um, says somebody, like, has integrity for them to, to go through all that, to, like, put their, you know, job and life at risk. For the truth. <laughs> Just like us. Just like us. Just yeah. like truth seekers. <laughs> As the skeptic, my my job is not to parrot the mainstream account of whatever the week's topic is. It's just to find the evidence mm-hmm. and decide what I think the best evidence is. Yeah. And I don't think it supports the mainstream theory yeah. that Oswald was the only assassin. Um but you know, I'm not quite sure if I'm totally on board with mortal error either. I think it's one of the the better theories out there, though. Or you know, I know what we're all thinking. It was probably aliens. Aliens. I knew it. I knew it. It was aliens. Could be. Lee Harvey Oswald was an alien. Solved it. All right. Well, I guess we can stop this podcast then. All right. Well, I hope you guys. Enjoyed listening to me struggle to understand anything in this. Uh, it was a lot of words and a lot of names, and I was very confused. And now I'm just sad and embarrassed. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go home and have flashbacks to I, this for I the rest say of my a life. For citation and stuff purposes, mm-hmm. um, like I said, if you're interested in in like 
the main dispute. The the frame from the Zapruder film is 312. You can go online and look at that and see what you think. Does it look more like 25 degrees or 15 degrees? And also remember, you can't assume that Zapruder's camera mm -hmm. is perfectly vertical. Uh, the books are Mortal Error and Reclaiming History by uh, Menninger and Bugliosi. And Wait, Bugliosi's book is Reclaiming History? That's Reclaiming History, that's yes. That's the 1,600 pages. Yes. Okay, well, that sounds like one of those people who says truth in all caps. Like, <laughs> I'm reclaiming history. Yeah. A no. patriot and story. Abso it absolutely sounds like that. If you're interested in the uh, House Select Committee on Assassinations report, um, especially the part about this trajectory analysis, um, this is the, the statement that it's 25 degrees, and they actually have a picture of the mannequin that Canning made and, and moved. That's on page 38 of the House Select Committee on Assassinations, Volume 6, Part 2, I think. Uh, it's, there's a PDF online for free. You can check that out. Um, that's all I have. Thanks for listening. Also, don't forget to review and rate our podcast on iTunes or Overcast or whatever you're getting it from. Um, reviews are very exciting. My little heart flutters whenever I see that somebody has reviewed it. So please do that. Tell your friends, your family about us. I'm sure this is something your grandma would love to listen to. Uh, okay. Follow at Caitlin Conpod on Instagram oh, and Twitter and rate and review us on iTunes. I Thank wanna, you let's keep very this going. much. Let's keep it going.